listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Today, I want to talk about communication. Now, that may sound kind of odd because a number of times I've talked about the fact that one of the problems we have is that the the whole world of marital therapy has come to think about communication as the issue. So a lot of times people come into a therapy session and the therapist tries to teach them better communication skills. I know that because I've watched uh, the taped uh, the therapy sessions and I also know that because when people would come to see me for therapy, they would often say, we need to be able to communicate better. We need to learn to communicate better. Teach us how to communicate. Here's the problem. Communication is almost never the central issue, but that doesn't mean it's not an issue. Let me tell you why it's not the central issue. Communication is simply a way of moving information. Think about it as a pipe, a conduit to move communication from one person to another. You can communicate with anyone in lots of different ways in our world. And so better communication skills means that you're able to move the information better, but it doesn't change the information you're moving. So a lot of times people learn to communicate better and all they're really learning to do is fight better because that's their method of communicating. They're, they're doing a great job of moving information from one side to the other. It's the problem with the information they're moving. So if you're moving hurt and anger all of the time, if you learn some communication skills, you'll simply get better at moving that. So communication is not the issue but it can still be an issue. So my biggest concern is that when we boil it all down to communication, one, it oversimplifies the issue when it's actually another simple issue, but it oversimplifies it to communication. It boils it down to that. Rather than two, seeing communication as partly a symptom of the connection. When the connection is in trouble, the communication is going to be in trouble, and the communication that comes through that connection is going to be dangerous. It's going to be hurtful. It's going to be painful. And so the question is how we both uh, address the communication issue and the connection issue. If you really want to watch a powerful couple, a couple that has really mastered we, you'll notice that they are very much in connection with each other and their communication is also good. So let me be very clear. I'm not suggesting that you don't ever have to communicate with your spouse and you can have a great we. I'm not suggesting you can never communicate with your spouse and still have a strong connection. But I also want you to be aware that a lot of that place of we happens internally and then comes through your communication and is shared with your spouse. That said, what we want to figure out is how to best pass the information from one person to the other, how you express your view and understand the other person's view of the world. In other words, how we talk about the paradigm. A paradigm is the way we understand the world, the way that each of us might see the world. And the problem is that each of you have a different paradigm. And so communication is a way of helping you understand how the person is seeing it from their perspective, how they're They're viewing the world, how they're viewing not just the world, but the situation between the two of you. Let's say that you have some point of miscommunication. 
If all you keep doing is continuing to express the miscommunication rather than stepping behind and asking, how are you seeing that? How am I seeing that? You're going to stay stuck on miscommunication. So what we're trying to figure out is how we take that method or conduit of connection, which is not the same as connection, and make it better. Communication can help or hinder the connection, but the connection is still the central issue. The way you view the other person's viewpoint is part of that issue. You may have noticed that when you feel connection with somebody, you're more able to listen to their view of the world. Earlier today, I was watching uh, as uh, what kind of the fallout of some of the campaign issues as one person had hit another person during a campaign rally. And, and part of why they had that occurrence is because they weren't connected at all, right? They weren't trying to understand where the other person was coming from. Then you fast forward to the, the scene in the courthouse where this person is uh, being, finally having to take responsibility for that action and finds forgiveness from the other person in a moment of connection. What's my point? My point is that when we feel connection to someone, we are much more willing to listen to how they view the world. We're much more able to communicate with them appropriately. If you think about all of the, what, 7 billion or more people in the world, there are a lot of people that you don't even care to hear their viewpoint. In fact, you don't even think about their viewpoint. And then there are some people who you would refuse to listen to their viewpoint. And you'll probably notice that there's not much connection in either of those cases. Then I want you to think about your friends and draw that as a closer group. And you might want to listen to your friends. You might not always agree with them, but you might want to listen to them. Now bring a little closer to your family where you might need to listen in order to move forward. Now let's bring it even closer to your spouse where it is absolutely necessary for the two of you to be able to talk about your worldview, your paradigm, your way of viewing a situation so that you can make a decision. Part of where we watch the we working is whether the couple is saying what's best for us. And the only way to arrive at a place of understanding what's best for us is understanding the viewpoints of each person. That's what strengthens it. One of the mistakes people make in building the we is assuming we have to see everything alike. Not necessary. We have to understand how each other views the world. That is necessary. So today I want to just talk about three simple rules of communication that can help you kind of unravel stuck patterns in your communication. These are uh, three rules, not the only three rules. These are pieces of the puzzle that I want you to just kind of think through and see how they fit for your situation and see them as rules to help make the communication a better pipeline how to make the process of moving one worldview to the other person so they understand it, not so that they have to accept it, but understand it. So let's talk about these rules one by one. Rule number one is seek to understand. Now, I know this is, it may sound obvious that, you know, if you're trying to communicate with somebody, you're probably trying to understand. But what I've noticed in practice is we don't often actually seek to understand. We do something else. So let's talk about some ways that that gets into trouble. First, let's talk about what it means to seek to understand. Seeking to understand the other person's viewpoint does not mean you're seeking to agree with them. This is a very, very important point of communication. 
I can understand how somebody sees the world. I can understand how their viewpoint came to be based on their history, based on their assumptions, based on how they kind of begin the questions. That doesn't mean I agree with it. If you've traveled much, you recognize that other places see things differently than you do. And your task is not to be changed from paradigm to paradigm. You're not, you don't have to go somewhere and assume somebody else's paradigm. You don't have to agree with how they see the world to understand why they see it that way and how they see it. Those are the two questions, how and why somebody sees the world the way they do. It's true in many different ways that we kind of cross over into closer ways of viewing the world. But nobody sees the world exactly like that. And so it becomes a, a nice research project to see if you can understand other people's viewpoint, particularly a spouse's viewpoint. So seek to understand, not seek to agree with them. Seek to understand. Understand what they see, how they see the world, and why they would see it that way. Which is different than what lots of people do, which is to use communication as a process of trying to convince somebody to see it their way. Have you ever had that experience where you're in a conversation with somebody and each of you are only trying to convince the other person that you're right? Usually much, not much shifts in that because neither one is listening for understanding. They're seeking to convince the other person. In reality, they're not even listening much. They're seeking to convince. Oftentimes, in the midst of communication, all we're doing is really waiting for our chance to respond now, think about that for a minute. Two people just waiting their turn to respond. Is anything going to really shift? Is communication really happening? Is connection really happening? I used to have a group, a therapy group of teenagers, young teenagers. And what I noticed is sometimes it was as if they, neither one were at the same conversation. They would be talking at each other not with each other. And we kept having to walk them back a little bit and begin to ask questions about what the other person was saying. And then they would realize that they hadn't listened at all. It was as if two different conversations were happening, but only half the conversation was in the room at any one time. And the other half was missing somewhere else and they were having it with each other and not communicating at all. So when we seek to understand we're not trying to convince the other person. We're not trying to wait for our chance to respond. And more importantly, we're not there to defend. We have this viewpoint in our culture that there is only room for my viewpoint. I'm the one who gets to carry the day. My viewpoint is the right one. Rather than seeing that there are lots of ways of seeing the world and all of them likely bring something to the table. Different viewpoints bring something new to the conversation that enlarge our paradigm. See, that's the risk. We have to realize that we're seeing things from a paradigm. That's the paradigm problem. I did a training on that with my VIP uh, virtual coaching folks last week where I talked about the fact that the paradigm problem is one of the central issues with a marriage because we forget that there's a paradigm. We forget that you and I are going to naturally see some things wrong, even if they're subtle. We're not, not that we see them wrong, we see them differently, even if it's subtle. And the danger is assuming that, that I've got it all right, because that assumes that yours is wrong. So when we have a disagreement, I'm trying to get you to see it the right way, rather than realizing that what I really have as a task is for us to understand each other's perspectives. See, that changes communication right off the bat. 
So ask to understand. Instead of defending your position, and try, instead of trying to convince, instead of trying to wait for your response, ask to understand, and then check to see if you understand. Think how that communication might be different. You know, what if you sat with somebody where there's a disagreement and simply said, can you help me understand how you see it this way? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't understand it. So can you help me understand how you see it this way? Tell me where you start with this. Tell me how you kind of pull together your evidence. Now, remember, you can't trick them, right? You can't then use that as a way of attacking. This is not a debate class. And that's what I often notice with couples is they end up in a debate pattern. The other person gives you a little bit of information. And instead of using that to understand them, you use that to refute them, to attack them. That's great in debate class. It's great in court. It's not so great in a relationship. Seeking to understand is truly saying, help me understand how you see it that way. And then to repeat back and check to say, did I understand that correctly? Isn't that a big difference between how many communication patterns happen? You think about that in life. You know, in a sales process, usually the salesperson is trying to help you see that your way of seeing the world is wrong and theirs is right, so you want their product, right? It's not helping understand where to come from. It's true in politics. It's true in so many places. So rule number one, seek to understand as your basic rule of communication. Rule number two, focus on the perspective of the other. So, okay, so now you seek, you seek to understand where this person's coming from. And then the next step is to focus on that perspective so that you have a deeper understanding of them and empathy. Now, we understand empathy in our country as something kind of like sympathy. You know, you feel bad for somebody. You, you, you understand where they're coming from, but you feel bad. But empathy is something else. An empathic understanding of your spouse means that you understand where they're coming from in good times and bad times. You have an empathetic or as some other cultures have called it, simpatico. We're, you know, we're kind of in sync with each other because I understand where you're coming from. Don't agree. It's not about agreement. It's about understanding where they're coming from. So you have an empathic understanding of your spouse when you focus on their perspective. When you focus on turning their perspective, it's not empathy. That's manipulation. That's trying to convince the other person to move them to your side. So rule number two is to focus on their perspective as a way of moving into empathy. Notice there's nothing about this yet that is about you trying to convince or change their viewpoint. It's about understanding their perspective and therefore understanding them at a deeper level. This is where we're moving deeper into the connection because it's no longer about convincing. It truly is a deeper level of connection. So rule number three, admit any difficulty in understanding or explaining. This is basically saying there's no perfect communication. If there was, we would be able to get rid of so many problems in our world. But because we're blind to our own paradigm, we often get lost in the process. So admit any difficulties in understanding or explaining. Recognize that you might be imperfect in letting somebody see how you see things and that you may be imperfect in understanding how they see things. Assuming that you get it is the communication killer all the time. 
just make that understanding. You may, you may have heard the what happens when you assume, right? You may, it makes each of you the first three letters of, of that, you, you at, out of you and me, right? And so when we are in that process of making assumptions rather than checking them out, we get into trouble. So admit the difficulties that you have. And when you admit the difficulties you have, you also allow the other person to see that they might have some difficulties too. None of us are perfect communicators. In fact, our lifelong task is to get better at communication. And I truly believe that a big piece of getting better at it is recognizing that we don't see things exactly true. We don't see things exactly like somebody, even a spouse might see them. Even though somebody might be with us for years and years, decades, standing right beside us, viewing the same things, we still see it from a slightly different perspective. That paradigm is based on all kinds of past histories and experiences that only each person has. So that viewpoint is something you can continue to step into. Communication is not a new process. It happens all the time. You do it a piece by piece. You recover it piece by piece. You work on it piece by piece as you continue moving towards something more understanding of each other's viewpoint. Never assume you've understood their viewpoint. Just understand your understanding more of their viewpoint. So rule number one, seek always to understand. Rule number two, focus on that perspective of the other person. And rule number three, admit any difficulties you have so you can check it out. If you're at the point of realizing that communication really is only a part of the issue, <laughs> that what you really need help with is that, com- is that connection, please check out my Save the Marriage system. You can find that at savethemarriage.com. And I wish you the best as you continue to work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.